Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up the king's coast coffee welcome to episode 155 of star wars and scotch it's tim it's kevin and we're here to talk about star wars and whatever the hell else comes up because there's not much going on in the world of star wars it's right a now. little rough it is. It is. Like, we took a week off, and there's still not that much to talk about, so... Yeah. Hmm. I guess we'll just have to get more guests, because Eloheim was great. Elo was a wild conversation that I did not expect. <laughs> so, we will have Rebel Moon to talk about, which we'll touch on today. So, the episode that got deleted a few weeks ago, we talked about Rebel Moon. So, we can oh, yeah. put some of that conversation into today. And then that'll be actually the first thing we cover next year. And if you're wondering, why should you cover Rebel Moon? Rebel Moon was originally pitched to Lucas by Zack Snyder as a Star Wars movie. So it was even lightsabers in it. So literally and space Nazis <laughs> might as well. So, uh, yeah, well, we're going to cover Rebel Moon on on this show. But before we do that, I would love to make sure that you've gotten all of your Christmas presents. And if you haven't. Or Hanukkah. Oh, if you didn't get your Hanukkah presents, you were in big trouble. You're screwed. You are like, what are we on, night four or five? Yeah, we're definitely deep into Hanukkah season already. Yeah, I only have the twisty bulbs on the menorah, so I, I have to remember to twist them on each each morning. Um, or evening, I should say. Anyway, back to what I was saying is you should get yourself some King's Coast coffee for the holidays. Uh, or get them as gifts. Our shipping deadline to guarantee you get them before Christmas is tomorrow. So oh, when this episode yeah, comes out, it's going to be the 13th in the evening. The 14th of December is the last day. So if you're listening to this on your commute on the 14th, you need yep. to order your coffee. Yeah, yeah, because we'll probably be pulling. We pull orders on the 14th and we'll ship it on the 15th. Uh, the last day to get things to you before Christmas is the 16th. And we're not going to be doing that on a Saturday. So yep because the cafe is open on the weekend so if you live on long island you live close to the rose tree make sure to head on in you check said, out our cafe as you well. said on i did I'm i've been so really happy. good about that i've been really good about that you said i didn't on. realize it bothered people so i made sure that i like educated myself and made sure i said on long island it's, it's because it's a it's it's a physical piece of land it's not a it's not like a a city that you visit you're not going into the island unless you're gonna be digging then you're in long island Mm -hmm. wow i'm proud of you tim you've come a long way thank you kevin um but yeah kingscoastcoffee.com make sure you get your coffee asap if you want it before uh christmas um and uh if you're just stocking up for the year for new year's and whatnot stay tuned there's plenty of offers coming down the pipeline as well but if you need that coffee before christmas we still have cocoa left too so 
I think we ordered too much cocoa again, Tim. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's not a bad thing because no. we can just keep pushing cocoa through the chilly season because there is a time where it continues to stay cold and people are like, man, I wish I had some King's cocoa right now. Yeah, it'll go through you know, probably uh, like, middle middle of January ish. We usually yeah, cut I mean, it like you even get into February and people in the way up north are like, "Oh golly gee, there, bud, it's cold." You know, with wish their, I had some Kings Coast cocoa. With the, I was getting questioned by Canadians on stream the other day because I used uh, a little bit of uh, syrup in a recipe for butternut squash, like a, mm -hmm. and they were like, "Did you use store bought syrup or maple syrup?" And I was like, like. What, what does that mean? Like, well, here we have for it. Here we have to buy it, but it was yeah. We can't just go tap our trees. It was maple, not Aunt Jemima. So calm down. So uh, yeah. So uh, do you like do you like using like the sugary syrup on waffles and stuff? Yes, mm -hmm. but I don't use as much. I used to drown it. Now it's just like a little drizzle on the top for a little extra flavor. Um, so sweet for me now. Yeah, well, that's what happens. You get older and your taste buds change. Uh, Is it age? Age in your di your diet palate. The diet part it's changing, but age has a like lot eating, to. I don't like eating red meat as much anymore. Your taste buds die too, so they dull up as well as you oh, get older. Oh, Kevin! Yeah, it's too early for that. <laughs> you really are old. You're already thinking about all the all the scary stuff. Well, we have we have beef in the slow cooker today. We're doing a, a beef boy, 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 boy. I don't know how to say it. The French bourguignon or whatever. That was. What is that? It's a Julia Child's recipe. It's just literally sitting in its own juices for like eight hours, and there's onions and so garlic. A pot roast? Mm, kind of, but not really. It's diced already, so it's just going to sit in there and break down the tendons for a couple hours. It's a specific uh, marinade that it sits in all day. I don't know what it's mm. in there. It's Do you like, pour it over something like like mashed potatoes or noodles or something, or you just serve it like that? Just serve it like that with the veggies. That's pretty much okay. it. Yeah, it's more like a stew almost. Mm. Yum. So that's my dinner tonight. Uh but Lab 77, when's the last day they can get all of that stuff, Tim? It's too late. Oh. Ooh. Sorry, chat. You done <laughs> up. Yeah, no, that already happened. So um a uh, Amy is working on the last pieces that were ordered. Um so we do have evergreen items. Those will be up forever. Well, not like forever, ever, but you know, for a while. Um, so you, you can put orders in, but Amy's already working through the main orders that came through. We had a cutoff date on Monday. So she wants to get everything shipped out by Friday. So if you're ordering stuff now, we probably won't get it until the next year. Sorry. Sorry. But we'll have uh we'll be we'll be announcing spring stuff uh once we get into the new year. So stay tuned. There you go. But yeah, man, we got some really good stuff. I'm really La happy about it. Lab77.co Hit it with the last one, Kevin. What's going on with GCX? Uh lots. Um. Oh, I didn't even tell Tim a thing. I should have told him. Tim, there's another. Well, I'll tell him afterwards. But somebody yeah. else reached out to me that will excite the community greatly. That wants to be a part of GCX next year. So you should probably get your tickets. Um, Kevin Conroy. That is a. He's dead. Um, oh. <laughs> he Kevin died Conroy's this ooh, year. Kev oh. Oh, see, Kevin Conroy's name came up in my head because I saw a great interview with Mark Hamill talking about how he only ever wanted to do gigs with Kevin and no one else. So, like, if someone wanted the Joker, he'd ask, is Kevin doing it? And he yeah. said, yes, he says, I'm in. He, he retired. If Kevin wasn't doing it. That was it. And when Kevin Conroy died, he, he was retired. Like, I'm done. I'm not doing Joker anymore. Yeah, no, which is, uh, I love it. And I'm going to play through the Arkham games again because of that. So Mark Hamill's coming. 
I wish chat if you tweet him, he likes the tweets about GCX and he knows about us. We just need to get him to the space. So we'll try again this year. But GCXevent.com, get your tickets. That's one that you can get last minute and put in an envelope under the tree and be like, honey, we're going to Florida. I had someone in my chat asking about um hotel blocks. And so hotel spring. blocks, just so you guys know, aren't till later. Spring. In yeah. the spring, but you can get your premier pass, and having the premier pass is going to give you ec- uh, early access to those hotel blocks. So check the, that out. The, Slide it in the uh, in the old uh, stocking. That is the hotel, by the way. It's just they can't do anything more than yep. six months out. So we usually do it five to six months out, which is February, March, which end of winter, early spring. So um, be on the lookout gift. for that. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, great gift. Come on, you get to hang out with Tim me at Tim. a pool come Tim. on come on Tim. shirtless what more do you want hello i'm throwing you a freebie here gcxevent.com let's get into it <laughs> so i am about halfway through what the hell is this book called by the way i keep forgetting i'll be honest uh i just keep listening to it just, it's called go on audible i have darkness by george mann it's very uh, good i it, like i really like george mann's writing Beginning of phase three, Tim finished it. I'm halfway through. Um, I'll probably finish it by the end of the weekend, to be honest, um, with all the travel and, and whatnot. But uh, I just met, spoilers, I just met Aslan Rell this morning, who... God, that guy is so dark and interesting. It immediately, when they described him, I was like, oh, Tim's going to love this guy. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. I, I do think we need more of this. I, every When they brought him up, I kind of got excited because I was like, okay. I like where this is going. Dark. I like how Yoda's friends with him, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is my boy. He's going to help us kill the yeah. nameless. <laughs> you got a problem like, with that? Huh. <laughs> I love the... Really, go ahead. Yoda's attitude hasn't changed a bit. No, no, He's still the, you know, like, yeah, we need to think outside the box and do this the unconventional way because the way you are all trying to do it is not going to work. Well, he's definitely, like, he's not, he's not young and spry, you know, in this. I mean, he's still fairly old. Mm-hmm. So older, you know, he's not as old as we see him in Return of the Jedi, but he's old. Um, so he's definitely a lot more wise and he's experienced a lot more. So I'm sure that plays into why his attitude is still very much so the same. He's only about 100 years older or younger in this, which for Yoda's mm-hmm. life is not that. I mean, it's a fraction of it. So um, it's understandable that he would have gained most of his wisdom. He's probably already done his little dark side dabble, um, which... Who knows if this has something to do with his little dabble with the dark side. Um, Tim knows more than I do, so I'm sure he's trying to be reserved in in what he's saying. But um, I did get to the part, though, where he grabbed Elzar's arm and Elzar was like, don't touch me. Uh, And uh, I have I have a feeling based on where Elzar has been at in the past few books and some Mm -hmm. of his actions and how upset Mm -hmm. he was that his little reporter girlfriend got uh kidnapped by the night hill uh i could see where this is going <laughs> and it's it's uh it makes sense also elzar seems a bit more unhinged now that stellan is gone and avar is out uh on the in the occlusion zone uh he doesn't yep. really have his anchors to ground him exactly so um mm-hmm. there's a lot of writing on the wall um, for what's going to take place. And hopefully by next week, I'll be able to speak to more, of, uh, or if not all of this. What do you think of how visceral they portray the nameless to be? Um, 
and just so intense. I mean, I've seen pictures of them now from the comics and whatnot. So yeah, but I mean, like their mouth and like the little tendrils that come out and stuff, the way that they're explained and described, <clears throat> it's very alien. It's interesting that Aslan has experience with them. Well, that's why he's. That's why his body is the way that it is. Right, right. Because apparently he's fought them off. So and and why Yoda went and found him because Yoda would be old enough to remember. When what I don't know, and Tim, you might know the answer to this, is Aslan's foray into the dark side because of his experience with the nameless, or is it the other way around? His foray into the dark side caused him to research the nameless and figure it out and end up in that state. I'm trying to cart before the horse situation. I don't know yet. Tim's not talking, which means that's part of the plot, and I'm not supposed to know that yet. So we'll hang on to that until uh, until we'll go. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Also, Markeon. Yeah, he's insane. He's nuts. He's, he's fucking nuts, dude. In a good way. Um, for a I mean, he's he is a very good bad guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the whole the whole like I'm not going to do anything crazy on the anniversary of blowing up your your precious starlight beacon. And then I'm going to televise some very interesting things. We're, we're okay with spo- Are we doing spoilers right now? I said spoilers. We're, we're in spoiler zone. Perfect. Okay. So the whole idea of like televising uh, a, a, uh, an execution. execution on live galactic television is unhinged. And I love that they put that in a Star Wars book. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I, I agree. I, also feel, I feel really, really bad for Lena So like all the way through the book. She is just like she's trying so hard to be a good chancellor at the same time. She's still like just trying to survive. Yeah. It um it she she's weird to me because she's also been on a journey. Also, I have so much trouble. And this is part of the reason I hate that we went back in time. Sometimes I conflate things that Chancellor Greylark did with stuff that Lena sewed. I, for, I at one point I was like, wait, when did she get her cats back? And I was like, oh, that was the other person. Yeah. Um. There was a couple times where I, I got the characters confused. I was also Jedi. Like there were certain names that I was getting confused with. Um. I don't like it. I really wish we would have just stayed on one timeline. I don't. I still don't understand why we had to go to Phase Two at all. Like Phase Two should have just been where we are with Phase Three. I don't even care if they needed more time to develop it. Like why did we need a constant flow where you could have just stretched it out more? The other problem I have with with that is you know it seems like they're purposefully trying trying to drop hints like they were like and you know and the nihil which was started by marta Rowe all these years yeah and i'm like what was there it was you could get through that entire story arc without bringing her up once or just have markion or somebody tell her story at some point and call it a day sure. yeah it just it yeah again it, it, but anyway it, I'm conflating stuff, so I'm trying to keep my timelines in check and make sure that, mm-hmm. like, I attribute whatever's happening with Lena. Like, I, when they mentioned Lena's son, I was, oh, wasn't he the... No, no, that was Chancellor Greylark's son. Lena's mm-hmm. son is younger and still not... He has just hasn't done anything. He's not... He's an important character. I'm not saying he's not important, but he's not, like, Chancellor Greylark's son. So, it's... That's the other problem is, like you said, some of the Jedi t- and some of them were alive during that period and some weren't. So it's just like, ah, so um, <clears throat> Buriaga and Bell, I'm sure I'm going to get more on them, too. But yep. they're struggling because they're inside the occlusion zone as well. Got Avar yeah. in there. 
I feel really bad for Buriaga. Yeah. Surprise, he's alive. He didn't die. He did not die. He's got some trauma, though. Yeah. I feel some serious trauma. I feel bad for him, but he's also the one pushing Bell. Like, we got to help people. We still got to do our job. Um, So I I texted you this, but I found out that Bell Zetafar and Ember and um, Loden. uh, Loden are in an episode of The Young Jedi. So it was really cool to see Ember in animated form. It was it, really, really cool. It's funny to see Ember on that show and then see Ember's comic book drawing because it's like, oh, look at Ember. So cute. And, and, and then young, she's a hell dog. <laughs> it's like a hellhound from Diablo in the comic. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, it's been um, it's been an interesting journey in this book. Uh, I really like the setting i like where it's going i like the political side of of it um you know that the the dance between treating the nihil like terrorists or recognizing them as an organization that now controls a large part of the galaxy Mm -hmm. and this whole like i'm gonna go out and claim all this for myself Mm -hmm. you know it's it's wild you know it's it's definitely a very interesting um dance that we we go through with Markion and his forms of retaliation for acts that people are committing that would be seen as normal or generous um, by like a normal individual or what we would assume to be normal. But for Markion, his reality is so skewed and just twisted. Um, he th- he sees everyone as a threat. Um, I, I I honestly I'm still like his. His idea of going out and like claiming more territory is punishing. Like it's not like he's not like really trying to like liberate or trying to really help anyone. Like he is he is a fascist asshole. Um, well, he's even using the media as a propaganda machine. Most like. definitely. And it's yeah, I mean like it's it's gross. You know, like I mean like what he does is gross, but then you like try to look at it through his lens and you're like, ah, ooh. He reminds so. me because I know we compare the empire to you know Nazi Germany all the time. Yeah, he reminds me of a warlord in you know an Asian or African country that you'd read about in the news. Takes over a whole area, spins the political machine up to try and you know make sure they gain favor with the people as liberators. Sure. Like a, a uh-huh. Fidel Castro is another good example. This um, is far cry. Yeah, yeah, very much, you know, like, oh, uh, uh, I'm the good guy. I'm the leader of the people. Meanwhile, he has these essentially internment camps, slave labor camps. Yeah, he's starving them. He's essentially giving them as much food as they need to somewhat survive, maybe. There was the um, one with the the part with the simple math where when they people weren't producing, they killed a third of the workforce, and now mm-hmm. they're the other two-thirds is producing double out of fear. So, yeah. Pretty standard playbook for, like you said, the fascists, but so not so gross. much, not so much dictator as much as warlord for me. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, because I mean, it also plays into a, the Mad Max style. Yes, so warlord definitely fits. Yeah, you know the furs and the space armor and the helmet and the mm-hmm. the hand painting with like you know putting like hand paint or hand prints on, oh. on ships and shit. You know who else is creepy? Who is the Athorian uh, minister that he has? Count, uh, Count Bulin or something? Or uh, that sounds right. He talks with the with the the voice modulator, but they even made the voice modulator. For yeah, the, the guy the, creepy. The guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy who's working on the nameless. Um, yeah, yeah. That was really wild. 
And like the, it was weird to listen to it in the audiobook because they did the Athorian like dialogue behind it mm-hmm. while it was going on. So he was like it would talk, there was a little delay, and then Mark's voice would kick in. It was good. It was really, really well done. Baron Boolin. If you look Baron up his Bolin. there's a picture of him, Tim. Baron B-O-O-L-A-N. Uh, this is on Wiki, uh, Wikipedia. Oh no, the Star Wars fandom. Children of the Storm. There's a picture of him. He's holding an alien skull. He's like all ragged in the black robes. He's got spiked pauldrons. Oh, this guy's yeah. He, oh, he looks like he's out of Warhammer. Crazy droid, right? It looks like Star Wars and Warhammer had a baby. Yeah, this guy totally looks like he would be a part of the Necron. Like he definitely reanimates shit. Well, he does. We know he does. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. He's affiliated with the Jedi Order. So, and I did get the correlation to phase two with this Night of Sorrow thing. Um, he he was apparently part of that. And the con- Well, you didn't read the book. I read the book. So the Night of Sorrow is the end of the phase two book that I... I did you read that one? No. Okay, so the Night of Sorrow is what happens at the end. It's the big battle between the Jedi and the um what what would become the Nihil. At the time it was the Path of the Open Hand, then they were the Path yeah. of the Closed Fist. Uh apparently Baron Bullen was one of the cultists there, so he's just rose through the ranks over time and now serves Markeon instead of the mother. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So and he he yeah, he's obsessed with the nameless, apparently. So he's Wait, and he's he's trying to make the perfect form. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's mutating them and trying to experiment them and change them to a it would be a the perfect weapon. It's cool that they did this with an Athorian because Athorians are not normally an alien that you're like, oh, they look super evil. I mean, that's Doc Ondar and all Yeah, these. exactly. Uh-huh. I remember when you helped the Athorians in Kotor in the beginning in their compound, they're all like yeah, uh-huh. and they all move slow. Um, like so, sloths yeah so and i know we've had other evil authorians but i don't know this one's just kind of cool i'm into what? it yeah the, mm-hmm. Very mini- the minister of advancement tim that's his title he's definitely advancing yeah mark markian's got an interesting little government thing that he's running i don't know he's definitely one of the cooler villains that they've brought forth in in star wars um agreed also his Father is his adopted father, but he's also an Everenny. I didn't realize that until recently. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very confused by the adoption angle, but also it's all within species. Yeah, because if his mother was Marta, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. She's probably one of those. She's like she probably didn't need a man. She probably just had it genetically put inside of her. Well, my guess is that Marta and Asgar are his parents or that Marta was his mother through another father and Asgar ended up with his mom at some point. Oh, oh, you think maybe he killed his dad, took the took the uh, the rank? Well, I'm assuming I'm going to learn more about that because he's already heard his father talking to him a few times in the book. So I'm assuming there's more to that. Um, I don't know if that's the force. I don't know if that's him losing his mind. Um, we'll find out, but, uh, yeah, his, he's hearing voices and it's definitely his dad voices. Um, so I, I don't know if he's cracking. Oh yeah. He starts hearing other voices too. Oh, okay. I'm into that. Mm -hmm. I like where this is going. Yeah, it's good. 
I have to get off of his Wikipedia page. I might have scrolled too far. Um, so yeah, so far I'm enjoying the book. I hope to bang Good. a lot of, a lot of it out uh, this weekend when I'm traveling, um, and um, hopefully come back next week with either close to the end or done. But um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. What, Overall, though, without spoilers, do you feel like this is a good foray back into this part of the yeah. timeline? Okay, I, I I knew it was a great book in the first chapter. Like it was just it was a great start, and it really hasn't just let off. So, cool. cool. I'm happy with it. Makes me excited. I'm more I'm excited to learn more about Aslan Rel because it's really aside from when we were on the that planet where um, the was it the into the shadows the dark book i'm bad with the book names but when they into found, the dark with the second one when they found really the sith artifacts yeah yeah into the dark and they had the visions of the sith and everything that's it that's all we've gotten from the dark side in the higher public so this is the first being that we're really seeing that has dipped into the dark side i mean obviously yeah. we, we could say that the nameless i don't think the nameless are because i feel like the nameless would feed on sith too wouldn't they you would assume, you'd assume they just they feed on force users. Yeah. So Night Sisters, Sith, it's all just a smorgasbord for them. So it's a tasty treat. Apparently, too, I read something recently that they brought it. Maybe it was the comics that remember the Torrent attacks on uh, Korriban in Kotor one and two. The, those big, like they had those big triangle heads, and they'd feed on the oh, force. Oh yes. Uh huh. Apparently, they're canon lore again too. So there's another being that feeds on the force as well interesting we had speculated very early on in the beginning of the high republic that the nameless could be the torrent attacks but they're definitely not um and i might be saying that wrong but that's always how i've read it since i was you young. read good i read good you read good i made it out of school um so yeah high republic school hey we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna jump into some other stuff be right back save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okie dokie, we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So um, I wanted to pop this article on for you. Screen Rant posted this uh, on Monday. Star Wars new, quote, Rogue Sith redefines the source of the dark side's power, theory explained. I'm going to read you some of the points from it. Star Wars introduces a new Sith who may have a unique met method for harnessing the dark side's power, potentially using the emotions of others. Um, Luke Skywalker is seeking to learn more about the Sith as he prepares to face his father. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about, Tim, that we talked about pre-show going back what? to High Republic? You mentioned that Aslan is a human and he's survived this long, which reminded mm -hmm. you of Darth Sion. Yes. Because Darth Sion uses anger and his hatred to basically keep his body together from um, decomposing. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so similar... Or you think it was just more on the arcane magic, dark side power, maybe Night Sister esque? What do you feel? I would assume it's just yeah. I think it's just like the dark magic that he's using to keep himself alive. Okay, yeah. Because I love Dark Drink. Zion. Maybe he's just like drinking some some magic potion. Ooh, like a polyjuice potion, keeping himself going. That'd be fun. 
What if he's not really aspirin relevant? <laughs> if he's drinking polyjuice? Oh. <laughs> um, so this rogue Sith has likely tethered their spirit to a red kyber crystal and can take possession of nearby victims, posing Ooh. a threat to Luke in future issues of Star Wars, bringing his dark impulses to the service uh, to the surface. Um, as seen in Star Wars 35 by Charles Soule. I love Charles Soule. I really want to get him on the show. Matabek Musabekov. Uh, they, they wrote this art, uh, the comic. Luke is given a kyber crystal that had been blood crimson by a Sith Lord. Having been encouraged to try and purify the kyber, Luke is instead transported to the hall of this new and mysterious rogue Sith, whose true name Ooh. is currently a mystery. Appearing to be living within the kyber crystal itself, this Sith spirit makes an intriguing claim regarding the typical emotions that have long fueled the dark side across the Star Wars timeline. And the pictures are really cool. Um, while there may be an absence of the expected emotions connected to the dark side, the dark side appears to be present all the same in this seemingly metaphysical hall. After all, the other guests appear to be undead husks who are likely under the rogue Sith's control. As such, this new Sith may be able to harness the rage and hate of others to fuel their own power in the dark side, allowing oh. them to keep their own emotions in check. Oh. Uh, having kept the red kyber crystal in the aftermath of Star Wars 35, it's been confirmed that Luke will continue attempting to heal the crystal while seeking to learn more about the Sith themselves, wanting to be prepared for the next time he inevitably, inevitably faces Darth Vader, his father. Now that the Dark Droids crossover event is nearing its end, it's been confirmed that Luke and the Rogue Sith will cross paths again in the upcoming Star Wars number 42. However, this doesn't mean that Luke will be ready to handle this new Sith, even if he's just a spirit held within a piece of kyber. Although the Sith are unable to become Force ghosts like the Jedi, they can tether their spirits to objects and or places, which we've said tombs mm -hmm. and other things in the past um, holocrons, right. which is likely what this rogue Sith has done. Furthermore, they could also take possession of nearby victims as seen with the helmet of Sith architect and heretic Darth Momin, who took over various bodies while designing Darth Vader's castle. Yeah, I was like, Momin, that's the, that's the, the helmet the that he has. He has Melman's uh, face mask in his throne room. <clears throat> as such, this idea certainly doesn't bode well for Luke in the issues to come. Um, the rogue Sith noted the darker elements present within Luke Skywalker. This potentially served as some key foreshadowing that they'll soon take possession of Luke in upcoming issues, bringing his what? darker impulses to the surface as fuel for their own dark side power. As such, it would be very exciting and unique if this rogue Sith was able to harness the emotions of others, a new dark side ability that would have some intriguing implications. For all the power they provide, emotions like hate, pain, and rage can easily take over a Sith. Case in point, even Darth Vader struggled to focus his boundless hatred in the Star Wars canon. Something like this rogue Sith might not ha uh, have to worry about if they're simply using the dark emotions of others. At any rate, the secrets of this new Sith Lord will soon be revealed in upcoming issues of Marvel's Star Wars. That's, that's, that's a curveball to everything. <laughs> wow. Well, I guess we're going to have to start doing more comics. Mm hmm. Huh. It's the time to read the comics. I, I like I like the idea of edgy Luke. I mean, it's going to be dark side Luke, which you kind of get a little bit of in Force Unleashed, too. Well, and then they're also going to bring in the whole I wonder if that has anything to do with him going crazy on Ben. Like, maybe that's why he was so afraid of Ben going to the dark side, because he was already there. Interesting. And he didn't want that to happen, you know? I like that theory. 
I like how that connects. Yeah. Yeah, because the only time we really see him struggle with it, obviously, is when he's facing the Emperor and then also when he's on Dagobah. So it would make sense that there were more. And in canon, in um, Legends, he has many struggles with it. So uh-huh. <clears throat> it would be huh. interesting. The possession piece is what's getting me that. Yeah, that's really interesting. If you're near the crystal, they can possess you. That's pretty wild. Um because we've, I believe we've seen possession in Star Wars universe before, but it's usually been more of like a. Have we? I believe we have in Legends. I oh, could okay. be wrong. So I'm trying to think of like a canon. No, not canon moment. Of. But I don't know. It's it's interesting. Very 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 interesting. So, yeah, well, possession just feels right if we have reanimation. If we got Night Sisters re being reanimated. We might as well get demonic forces that can. Would you even say that the reanimated Night Sisters are possessed? Like, are they being no, no, controlled? No, 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 they're they're being reanimated. Zombies aren't, they, but zombies don't have a soul. They're just they're they're just mindless things that wander around. Yeah, yeah, they're just meat suits. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. They're like puppets, you know. Someone's pulling the strings, but a possession is someone getting taken over by something else or someone else. That's yeah. an interesting idea. No. I like that idea. I like it too. It's fun. Um, but yeah, that's Star Wars comics. Thought you'd find that interesting. Um, yeah, I, I do find that interesting. This came out last night. This is a rumor last that hit the wire kind of last night. And this is a rumor, but people are running with it like it's fact. Okay. Uh, people are saying Mandalorian season four is just going to be a movie. Oh, I saw someone mentioned that in my chat yesterday, and I was wondering what they were talking about. It, it kind of started to come out yesterday afternoon, but even by the evening, there were videos on it and whatnot. So okay. it's a rumor. People are talking about it like it's fact. Um, and I honestly can't even find what it's based on, either than like so and so leaked, which is not always right. Um, so does that work? That would be my question. I I mean I think it would I think it would take away from the experience that we've gotten in Mandalorian so far because the stuff that we've gotten is definitely longer than a normal movie if you think about it right can my philosophy is this can it work sure I Will mean, sure, work? but I don't think I I think it'll be a watered down version of what we expect from a Ma- the Mandalorian one thing, That's my point. One thing I've learned um, with television shows is that if you don't take the same care and attention you did to the first season when people fell in love with their show as you do with the finale in the last season, it's not going to work. No. Um, look at Lost. Look at Game of Thrones. Uh, I've never watched it, but I've heard the ending of How I Met Your Mother is one of the worst endings to a sitcom ever. Oh, uh, Really? I've never watched it, so I don't know, but um, I've heard that from multiple people. So, oh. and I'm not speculating that they didn't care as much. We know on Game of Thrones they didn't care as much. That's a fact. That's not a rumor. <laughs> we know that. Well, yeah. Fact. I mean, hell, there was a fucking Starbucks cup that was in a shot. And then on Lost, they switched directors to someone that did not share the original vision, or I should say showrunners of the of the original show. So... I think you need to see it through. Now, as of 20 minutes ago, comicbookmovie.com put out an article said it's just a rumor. That's not true. And it won't be Ahsoka season 1.5 like they did with Book of oh, Boba Fett. Good. 
So this is as of 20 minutes ago of us recording this, and we record in the morning on Wednesdays, Eastern time. So and all of the news usually breaks at noon. Always. Always on Wednesdays. Because that's the West Coast. So um, again, could it work? Yes. Should you and would it work? I don't think so. I think we need this, especially now that Katie came out and said that she is not the Mandalorian. It's still Din. Which is um, wild to me. I still find that to be interesting. I don't like that. Because, I mean, like, what do we have left with Grogu and Din right now? Like, I, I'm more interested in what the Mandalorians as a whole are doing. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what do I know? Well, we still have um, uh, Dr. Pershing stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. But we have, like, Sabine. Well, I guess Sabine and Ahsoka are kind of off in the ether. And now we know what was in the tubes. It's always been uh, Gideon clones. Um, I I truly believe that's not the last we saw of Gideon, and that's no, definitely think, not all I the clones the, were destroyed. Clone, no, I think those were definitely just his clones. He I had with that. clones on the other planet too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how many other places did he have clones of himself? Like now Navarro. Now, to say, and this is this is a um, prestige uh, thing. To say that oh, the yeah. Gideon that we meet <laughs> is the original Gideon, that is you have a case in the for. Box? Yeah, like which Gideon are you at that point? So, um, I don't know, but I, I don't think we've seen the last of Moff Gideon. No, I think I think Giancarlo Esposito is too good of an actor to get rid of, and I think he really enjoys his role. You know who Moff Gideon's going to butt heads with now? Who? Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yep. I... Tim, even if we don't get this whole thing with them, can we just get one scene of both of them in person and dialogue between the two of them? Because I, I feel like that it would could be, be sick. It'd be very, very cool. I feel like it'd be so powerful hearing yep. two Sith argue so politely and by the book. Because you know they don't agree with each other. You no, know. not at all. And they're very, very different types of characters. Like their attitudes and how they come across and like just in dialogue and just overall presence. They're very, very different and and they you, command they command the room in their own way, which is very funny. When those types of forces butt heads, it's always very interesting. You know for a fact that Gideon I wouldn't even say Gideon, that Thrawn's gonna have an issue with Gideon, the way he treated the Shadow the Shadow Council, and the fact that he was using all of the resources to make clones of himself. Yeah. And Thrawn's going to be like, oh, I thought we were serving the Empire, even again, secretly knowing that Thrawn is truly loyal to the Just Ascendancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, Which was so relieving to hear. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, once you, once you know that, the, the folks writing everything are like, no, he's still loyal to the Just Ascendancy. Which, to me, makes me hopeful as a SWOTOR player that this opens the door for the Just Ascendancy to come into the live-action universe. Um. That would be nice. And you said, the, I, without giving too much away, Eli's Zanto is still with the... Oh, Eli Zanto is Banto. with... Yeah, he's he's still there, right? Yes. Because so that, we, he's, he gets sent off to the Chisisensi with Arlani, and then Thrawn goes off to do his thing with the Rebels over on, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, where's um, where's Ezra from? Uh, Lothal. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So, yeah. It has been a few years since I've read that book, so my memory might be a little off. Someone someone listening might be able to correct me, but I'm pretty sure he's still with Admiral Aralani. A standoff between the two of them would just be gold, in my opinion. Yes. Live action. So I'm sure we'll see it in either Ahsoka or, I mean, Thrawn being back tells me he could show up in Mando. Ezra could show up in Mando now. Mm-hmm. Um, and now what I don't want them to do is use Mandalorian to tell the story of how Ahsoka gets back to our galaxy. I don't yeah, want you to do that. I agree. I don't mind Thrawn showing like, I, up. I don't mind Ezra showing up, but do not use that as a plot device to get Ahsoka back to our universe. I enjoy the crossover. I really do. Um, like different characters kind of transcending the lines and going into other shows, but I don't like it when one show is used to tell another show's story. They went too heavy with that in Book of Boba Fett, and it made me a little annoyed because then, you know, folks that are watching The Mandalorian for the first time, like, yeah, but you have to watch Book of Boba Fett now. Right. So they kind of did it on purpose, but. Um, well, yeah. So it's what it is. Um, cool. Last thing on our list is Rebel Moon. So Tim and I recorded an entire conversation about Rebel Moon and it got deleted. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a few weeks ago. But Rebel Moon comes out on the 22nd. Now, as I said at the top of the show, the reason Tim and I are covering Rebel Moon is because uh, this was Zack Snyder's pitch to Lucasfilm for a Star Wars show. Right. We went through the trailer. Tim had just seen it for the first time. But it looks it's really good. Really good. What I don't want the conversation to turn into, though, Tim, is because I'm using air quotes for your audio listeners, it's adult version of Star Wars. I don't want it to turn into those angry fanboys being like, this is what Star Wars should be. Blah, 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 blah. That's Um, what I'm waiting. I know it's going to happen, but I I don't want to hear that shit. I really don't. I mean, I, I could I could totally understand people enjoying the darker tones of Star Wars. Um, you know, we can use uh, Rebels or not Rebels, uh, Rogue One as a great example, or even Andor as a great example of what like darker Star Wars. And I think there's still a lot of room for like a darker um, variation of Star Wars to be to be told and showcased because there are a lot of dark themes within Star Wars. Um, so like, I think that that possibility is still there, but this is like definitely what from the, from the get go, if star Wars was never made for children, if it was never really kind of built around a fantasy, if it was a lot more hardcore and it was darker and more nitty gritty and more visceral, like it would, it would be this, like that's what this is. And so like, I think it's okay for both of these, these IPs to live within the sci-fi world. Um, can we, can, can we make comparisons and contractions? Sure. But I think they they both deserve their own um, their own space to breathe because apparently this IP is going to be huge. Like they're going to be building video games and comics and a bunch of other things around this IP, which is really cool. So Star Wars is going to have a competitor, but it's also going to be for a different audience altogether. Because I assume that you know the kids from you know the, the ones that are watching Young Jedi or even like you know the teens that are watching. Yeah, you know, um, you know, all of the live action shows, or maybe even watching the movies now. Like, I don't think they're going to be as into this. No, I, it, I mean, it's, it's, I believe it's TV fourteen, TV. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be for your older crowd, and that's okay. I think it's it's okay to have competing IPs because Disney's not going to be able to do this unless they did something like that on Hulu. Um, you know, and even that's kind of pushing it because then I don't think you'd be able to do it. So I can kind of see like why they didn't go with with you know why disney didn't want to pick this story 
um, after kind of like watching it. It is a Star Wars. It does feel like a Star Wars story, but it's definitely very different. But I mean, like maybe those changes were made after the fact. So those changes were made uh, to kind of like fit outside the Star Wars universe. There's a PG. The original cut is PG-13. Zach has a rated R version. Um, Ooh, another Snyder cut. Yeah, that he says he likes better. So, of course, his cut's always going to be better. Did yeah. you did you watch the Snyder cut for Bat for Justice League? Yes, and it was better. <laughs> <laughs> was it so much better? Like I wish Wait, it was done League. in a four by three format, right? It's done in a four by three format. Um, I watched the color one, not the black and white one. Um, How was that in four by three? It's got to be a little weird. I mean, I had to watch it in like three sittings because it's like four and a half hours long. Oh my god! Um, but. And it was a little weird in four by three, but I understand that was his original vision and whatnot. So, what's the point of narrowing the the perspective like that? I think it just he wanted you to experience it the way he had intended you to experience it years ago. That's all. Well, I does know. it pull? Does it pull you more? Like, does it pull the focus more into the center of the screen? Does it keep you from getting distracted? Like, what? Like, what did you feel like you were achieving from watching it in four by three? I don't think I achieved anything because I got okay. very into Cyborg because to me, the biggest change was we got more Cyborg and really got to understand Cyborg better. Yeah. That was the huge shift from what we got versus what he in, had intended. Now, there is more depth to the other characters as well. And then there's depth to the collective relationship as the Justice League. But Cyborg was the big difference. And then also the ending that he added was the other big difference because... It was the wasteland uh, apocalyptic future ending where Superman yeah. has gone crazy because of Lois. Sure. Uh-huh. But that's when they brought um, Deathstroke was in that um, and they brought in um, uh, what's his name? Jared Leto to be the Joker. Oh, but they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't do damaged Joker. It was the way that you would imagine Jared would have been when they first announced it. Um, it was the one that where he was sitting on the cop car, right? Yeah, and he's got the long yeah. green hair, no tattoos. Hair. Yeah, he's, he's you know, and he's, he looks. It, I really liked that version of him. Well, the he's whole internet. This, he's got the SWAT bulletproof vest on, including me. Said the same thing. Like, why didn't we get this? We got five minutes of of a glorious, glorious, glorious performance from Jared Leto, which is what we all thought we were getting as the Joker. And yeah. again, even with Suicide Squad, my whole point with Joker, even if 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 you watch it is he doesn't get enough FaceTime, even though he looks like an idiot. He's still like for the little bits that we got, he, he's not doing a bad job. The people, people get hung up on the look. The other problem is, is now that I've watched the interview with David Ayers, who directed yeah. suicide squad, he's like, that's not the movie I made. And that makes me really upset because he's like, I have a cut that has another 45 minutes in it that I'm not allowed to air. And it would Whoa. change everything you think about the movie. Oh, that sucks. So, even the guy who made the movie is unhappy with the movie because the Warner Brothers executives who seem to constantly just screw everything up. There goes our yeah. Warner Brothers sponsorship. Um, that was going to happen anyways, but or Disney show, uh, even though it screwed everything up, like it exists. So the Justice League cut that he put together with the real interpretation of who the Joker should have been all along. Um, and the conversation he has, I do not like Ben Affleck as Batman as a huge Batman fan. In that moment, with that conversation with him, I didn't care anymore because the dialogue they were having about shit that happens in the comics, like mm -hmm. he tells him, 
basically he alludes to that Joker killed Harley at one point and Batman yeah. says as I held Harley in my arms and she was dying you know I promised her that I would kill you and then he stands up and looks at him and he goes and believe me one day I will fucking kill you which blew my <laughs> mind that a Batman dropped the f-bomb and B Batman said he was gonna kill somebody mm-hmm. but if Batman he is, doesn't kill people if he is gonna kill someone we all know who it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, the Joker and then the fact that the Joker referenced uh beating um Jason oh, Todd Robin to death with, with the crowbar. Of, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he says, who do you think screamed louder, the boy or the girl? There's three different cuts of what he says there. And that's my favorite one. Cause he's totally goading Batman at that point. Yeah. Cause they have this little peace treaty. Yeah. Watch um, it, baby. Come on, do it. Yeah. So it's just like, Oh, the energy. And oh, I can't even, cause he did such a good job in that moment. It just like, what could have been? So the Snyder cut to me, was great. Now with Rebel Moon, I don't think his movie was chopped up. I think it was probably more of a like we want to hit a broader audience, being sure. that we're feeding off of Star Wars a bit here. Um, so can you make it PG thirteen, and then there'll be a rated R cut that comes out, you know? Yeah, inevitably in any Snyder film. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I, the early reviews of it are saying it's good, but feels. Feels like waiting till April for part two was a lot. Ah, uh, so and it's a two and a half hour doom. movie. So holy shit, yeah. So yeah, that's and we got the Dune trailer yesterday, so we all know what waiting till. Uh huh. <laughs> you had said it'd been a while. By the way, I looked it up. It, it felt like it had been a while, but it was during COVID. It was October of twenty twenty one that it came out. Mm-hmm. Dune really, and so it's three years later. That it's going to release theaters. Yeah. Movie theaters weren't really back up and running. So it was on HBO. That, yeah, I watched it on my couch. Yep. Kind of sleep to it on my couch twice. Kind of wish I could have watched that one in IMAX. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That would have been pretty sick. So it's what it is. But yeah. So I'm excited about Rebel Moon. I think it's going to scratch the itch, but I'm not excited to hear the people that like to shit on Star Wars talk about how this is what Star Wars should be. Like Tim said. Leave room to like multiple things. It's really okay. I promise. I, know I just like, I don't like that there, there can only be this one thing that has to accommodate every single thing that people want. But we've seen it in gaming, Tim. We saw it with Destiny. We saw it with Fortnite. <laughs> we see it with COD. Like everyone, you are allowed to play more than one game. You're allowed to like more than one IP. You're allowed to watch more than one movie or television show. It's okay. What I do you promise. mean? My PlayStation slash Xbox slash Switch is the best one out there. It can play all of the video games. That's what you sound like to me. But you're not you, Kevin. But the switch, the switch can't play all the games. That's definitely not true. What do you mean? It could play Pokemon. It could play Super Smash Brothers. <sighs> That's about it. Did you see Zelda? The, it could play Zelda. Did you see the GTA Six on? Yeah, um, it looks looks like a PlayStation switch One game. <laughs> I, how long has the Switch been out for? At least ten years. Maybe I, a little less than that. Maybe eight years. No, it's less because I got it when I moved after i moved to florida so i moved in i got it while i was streaming end of 2015 so i got it in 2016 i want to say so yeah it'd be eight years next year eight years and console life cycle seven usually right i feel like we've gone through two consoles since the switch has been out if you go by console uh life cycle by the way especially with ps pro coming out now you realize we're halfway through this cycle already Mm -hmm. oh yeah how Oh, the hardware I, I, is like I don't know. I thought my PlayStation it had just come out. Did you know that they use liquid 
uh, metal as the cool as the um, heat sink for the PlayStation. Is that why? Saw a, vi- saw a video of a guy who was like, "Don't put your PlayStation on uh, standing upright." And I was like, "Why?" He's like, "All of the liquid metal that they use on the heat sink, it pools to the bottom." Oh my god! But that's why your PlayStation overheats. I had no idea. Yeah, wild shit. Anyways, mine's in a in a cabinet. So if the kids accidentally close the door, I'm like, "Also, what the hell is that noise?" You open the cabinet, it smell. And this- rush of hot air comes out oh it's plastic <laughs> melting <laughs> all right oh, all right we're getting out of here uh we will see you next week for the last show of the year but make sure you oh, tune boy. in this weekend twitch.tv slash gcx event youtube.com slash dr lupo build against cancer is this weekend tim will be uh on screen for most of the I'll weekend for a lot of you, it, yeah I pop in and say hello from time to time for uh, anything. Wow, thanks. Anything. Gross. Christina wants me to wear a, a wig at some point. I don't. I don't They're, know. We're dressing up, and there's a bunch of shit. It's gonna be wild. Yeah, they. It's gonna be they, a lot of fun. They, because uh, I made a joke about the. It's the. Well, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give away the setting for this year. So, uh, yeah, do, uh, YouTube.com/slash Dr. Lupo and Twitch.tv/slash GCX event. Um, we will be. Uh, Saturday at noon, right? Eastern, Tim? Saturday and Sunday, both at noon, Central. Central, Central. Okay. Yeah, 12 to 12, so 12 p.m. to midnight. There you go. So we will be there uh, on site at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital fundraising for the kids of St. Jude. So we hope you will join us. And if you can, we would love it if you can give. If you can't give, don't worry about it. Just share the stream, be in chat, have fun. That helps so much. So if you, even if you don't have a dollar to spare, it's totally okay. Just come be a part of the community and the fun. That's all we ask. Um, Twitch.tv slash GCX event and YouTube.com slash Dr. Lupo. Like we said, make sure you get that Kings Coast Coffee before the deadline tomorrow. Kingscoastcoffee.com. Um, you missed your Lab 77, but their evergreen stuff is still up. And then the there. spring collection will be out soon. So lab77.co. GCX tickets to your last-minute gift, your Hail Mary. Maybe you forgot something. You need something at the last second for somebody. Give them the gift of GCX. GCXevent.com. Make sure you head over to Tim's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash darkness429, twitch.tv slash darkness429, uh, and you can go hang out with Tim. He's doing all sorts of fun stuff. He is a Fortnite oh. variety streamer now. Yeah, and then if you want to see other stuff, you can head on over to twitch.tv forward slash kmagic101. That's me. Uh, youtube.com forward slash kmagic101. TikTok.com forward slash at kmagic101. And you're at darkness429 on TikTok. So uh, there, it there it is. We will see Kevin, you next you week. <clears throat> when are you, what's your schedule now? Uh, Monday evenings and Wednesday and Fridays afternoons. There you go. And occasionally when I have time, I will do more, but that's all I'm committing to. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Healthy work-life balance. And we're Star Wars and Scotch. We're Star Wars, Scotch, Star Wars and Scotch everywhere on the internet. Please rate, review, subscribe. Thank you so much for the kind messages on Spotify. I just read a bunch of those uh, over the weekend. Um, so we oh, appreciate cool. you all t- tuning in and, and giving it a show of five-star freaking rating. So Freaking go, dude. Thank you so much. We will see you next Thanks, week. Chad. Last show of 2023 for Star Wars and Scotch. And then we'll be back in the new year covering Rebel Moon. We will see you then. But in the meantime, Timothy. May the force be with you. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.